Hello and welcome to the Pretentious Bastards podcast, where we talk about everything art and art culture related. I am Rosen Edwards and that is Taya Rose Dussy. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello everybody. Hi. Welcome to the Procrastinating episode for this week. We will be talking about our visual influences for our work. How are you today, Taya? I'm not bad, thanks. Vibing. Good, good, good. How are you? Vibing. Straight vibes. Straight I'm vibes. also straight vibing. Um, so just a quick disclaimer, we don't know anything. Uh, we're, these are just opinions, not facts. If you fail our school because of us, uh, we're not legally responsible for that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a, pro- a, a procrastinating episode is barely research-based as well. I mean... Yes, that is opinion, feelings... Emotions. Emotions, no facts. Straight vibes. Straight, no facts, straight vibes, guys. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> so, our first topic should be our current influences. And by current, I mean people who are currently producing work, who we're following, who we're keeping up with... Mm-hmm. Who we look at when they produce new stuff. Basically, not an old dead guy. Yeah, because you know they're all old dead guys. All dead white guys, yeah. All dead white guys. I mean, they made some good stuff. Ah, did they? All dead white guys. Did they? Some of them did. Uh, Van Gogh did. Van Gogh did. Picasso did. I'm sorry, I'm one of those cliche Van Gogh hoes. I'm like, hell yeah, Van Gogh. I'm a cliche Van Gogh ho. I didn't... <laughs> I was writing out my traditional influences yeah. for this. The next session will be traditional influences, and I didn't put Van Gogh because I thought it was cliche. <laughs> no, no, hun, mine will be Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I put Picasso and Salvador Dali, which is two very cliche. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. people. So, uh, uh, yeah. Say that. So, do you have one. any? Do you have any current design influences who you want to name? Yeah, I mean, um, I think. With like the way I do art anyway, there's lots of different separations from artwork. So there'll be like the gouache section and then there's the paper section. And then there's the digital like character book illustration bits. So then I always ha- have that section of different artists. that The I've many got. faces of Taya. The many faces of Taya. They're not all as pretty as the first one, don't worry. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're no, all it's 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 unusual that you not unusual. Unusual, I think, means bad. I don't mean bad when I say unusual. That you <laughs> consider all of your um, mediums as different things, not as one cohesive practice. Yeah. Would you say that's a fair assessment? I think so because I haven't quite grasped pulling them all together. I think that's the that's the one thing I always keep trying to do is bring. The gouache and the paper, or gouache and the collage, and all the digital. And do you keep trying to bring it together? And then I just can't. Mm. And I think I just don't work hard enough for that. But yeah. And then that's why artists and influencers come in, because then I can go, oh, this person works with traditional. And then they also um, do digital on top of it and stuff. Mm. Have you ever considered doing, like, um, I know how you, you cut out paper. Have you ever considered doing, like, a. Um many layers softbox style with gouache paintings on top of the cut paper and then the digital side of it will be how you photograph it and present it when it's done as a digital form. I have. I haven't done it. (laughs) (laughs) 
you've thought about it, but you haven't done it. it. I did technically, I made um, Legacy, Lindsay Wilson. She's at Odd Fox Socks on Instagram, or Odd Fox Illustration, I think. And um, for her Christmas present, I made her a sort of shadow box. And it was the Over the Garden Wall, which is a cartoon that we both love. And it was the characters in the foreground and then in the background was like the, the the scene. And it was very, it was very colourful with the oranges and like browns and things. And then on top of that, I was like adding pastels and adding gouache on top of it to make it look all kinds of different. And it was really, really fun. Yeah, you but, should yeah. try it. I think, um, think it would be interesting as well to use the depth of the softbox as a way to display narratives mm-hmm. would be interesting because you work a lot with narratives definitely i mean i've got i think i've got a narrative going at the moment and that's it's very um scene based the way i've created it. it there's a lot of outdoor scenes and then halfway through it's mixed up with these little moments of um say like matchboxes and i have gone to the effort of making little matchboxes and printing them and shit like that and then it's just like how the how, how do I do this? How do? How do? How does one do this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto no. this topic. We we're talking about um, just... you having many different yeah. faces. Uh, do you have different influences depending on which things you are looking? What do you have different influences depending on what it is you're looking to create? Um. Yeah. Because like every every artist, we've all got that practice of you do the beginning research, don't you? So you have you you've got your idea, you've got the concept. Then you go into looking at what other people have done that are similar to that, to then quite um, grasps what it's gonna be and visual. For example, one of the artists I am in love with at the moment is Annie Atkins. I think that's yeah. her name. Let me just check. I swear, God, this is where the danger come in, guys. When <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, Annie Atkins. She's really famous because she's the woman that did all the um, design for the Grand Budapest. Oh, I see it. I'm looking at her work as we speak. Uh, we will put on the Instagram. I'll put up pictures of every influencer that we mention. That we mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous work. And, like, the there's a nostalgia to it, which I absolutely adore. And it's one thing I always keep trying to bring back in, like, say, my um, Inktober's for the past year, how it was all sort of old things brought to a new narrative. And then for most of her stuff, say, like, the passport she has on her Instagram, like that one. Mm. it's she's made that herself and then she's designed it herself to fit the idea of what she wants it to be it's absolutely amazing yeah so she, I, she her I work definitely is influencing me at the moment yeah it's so colorful and yes. the way that the colors as you say nostalgic i instantly know what you mean because those colors are so bright when i remember things from my childhood i remember you know, everything's extreme when you're a child. Every yes. blue is the bluest blue you've ever seen. Every smell is the smelliest smell you've ever smelled. 
Yes. You know, and it it really evokes that kind of emotion. Yeah. It makes that, you feel like you should you could be in a, a Wes Anderson film feeling Oh absolutely that mood. Yeah, I definitely I see how that uh correlates one hundred percent. She's definitely great. I think she did recently did um Creative Bloom. I listened to that and it was really fascinating just to hear how she I think she originally was vanilla thinking about being an, uh, an illustrator and then moving more onto graphic design because she couldn't draw, which is great. I think it's lovely. <laughs> there's, there's a definite progression of, like, how one can work. Mm, definitely. Um, Go on, tell us one of yours. Tell you. Tell you all of mine. Uh, so the first one, uh, he came and spoke at the university we, when we were there. His name's Mark Harold. I don't know if you mm-hmm. came to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does uh, lots of um, line and cut wallpaper prints now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what it, it like ignited my interest in uh, lino cut from the very beginning. And also I used to make these uh, paper cutouts. Um, so I started with lino cut and then I went to paper cut out. Um, and this is kind of what all started it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of the monochromatic, not monochromatic, because that would be black and white, but, you know, the the one colour and a base colour, um, definitely what sort of drove me towards that. Mine are far less um, involved and deep as yours. Uh, mine is, <laughs> I like that he used one colour, so I do too. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong, I do, I do have eyes that are very much... This this one's very, very colourful and I like it. So don't mm. worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Harold was one of those. And then another person who came and spoke at the university whilst I was there and I met her afterwards was uh, Marie Jones. Uh, I don't think her that work. Was... I don't know if you... I, I don't know. She's done a couple talks. I went to one on my own and I was with all of the, like, second year students when I was in the final year of the masters so I was like I remember feeling very everybody was like who the hell is this and I came and sat at the front that's adorable <laughs> just like, <"Hiya." laughs> um but yeah no when I looked at her at the time she was making very whimsical work and her work was very much so about the response to her partner's death and honoring him not through grief but through this idea of preserving the sense of humour that they had and it was work that was very fun yeah which is the kind of the first time I was like oh my god god work can be fun yes (laughs) it doesn't have to be even though it is a very serious topic it isn't a serious looking piece of work yeah 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 I was like that sort of started that ball rolling in my head it took me a few years to come to the sort of antithesis of that point and actually start practicing what I was thinking and the artist who made me think that was uh, John Pedder I met him at a uh, <clears throat> exhibition that he did at the gallery that's just down the road from me I think it was when we were open for like a week mm-hmm. I think after the first lockdown and um, his work is woodcut and uh, again, it's all. I was talking with him, and he's saying, you know, it's it's art not for the sakes of, you know, suffering. It's art for the sakes of feeling good, uh, and that really stuck with me. And again, his visuals are very much so that 
you know, one or maybe two colours on a white background and it's really striking and strong mm-hmm. to look at and I think I took a lot of visual inspiration from that. So those are my three. How cool are we doing three? <laughs> well, no, I had three. So those are the three that I had. Sorry, I, I keep hitting my desk there. I apologise. It was a very loud bang. Honestly, not good enough. Get out. I'm sorry. I'm a... <laughs> Get out of your own house. Uh, I would, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to? It's cold outside. Anyway, um, when you were talking then, you were, you were uh, going through. Have you looked at John Johnny Hanna? Johnny Hanna? I've heard of him, but I've not actually looked at him. I will. Um, he... It's printmaking, it's very fun. It is narrative, but it's also like singular images. Oh, yeah. I, I quite like Johnny Hanna. Johnny Hanna's one that is, it's, it's always sort of there in the background because it was recommended to me by one of our tutors back in our second year, I think it was. And uh, in fact, he did marking on our work during the third year. He liked my, I like it a lot. He liked my work. <laughs> yeah, I like the um, the non super straight lines of printmaking. I always feel the pressure to be like super accurate yeah. with everything. Yeah, there's and... there's a chaos to it, and there's sort of yeah a looseness that I think is really exciting. And also a looseness that I think gets lost in printmaking a lot. Yes, yeah, um, everyone wants to be so clean, and it you know there's no little marks mm. around it and stuff. And it's like no. Mine is full of marks, but I quite like that. I love the marks. So I feel like it shows it's not being done digitally, anything like that. There is a, yeah. there's a, a mark yeah, making I think, to it. Mm, I think if if I wanted to make super clean prints, I would make them digitally. Yeah. But I don't want to make them digitally, so I need to embrace the mess of traditional printmaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you tried mono prints? No. For monoprint, it's uh, really, really easy. You get um, a piece of glass or plastic or whatever you're working on. You roll out the ink, so it's a big patch, and then you put a piece of paper over the top of the ink, and then you draw on top of that piece of paper. And it picks up any marks that you make on that piece of paper. So if your hand's leaning on it, it will take where your hand is. And it's really, really fun. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Do it definitely. It, it, I started. I used to do mono printing back in college, and it was every time I started a new project, I'd do a shitload of mono prints to sort of get into the feel of what I wanted to create. And I had, it's totally gone now. But um, I did this. I was doing an Alice in Wonderland thing for my final major project in college. And I did this mono print, and it was like a pa- a playing card night. And then from the playing card night, I did it in gouache. And then from gouache, then I moved to doing a flat paper piece. And then in the end, I did this like actual paper sculpture of a night. And it was it was so Sick. cool. Do you have any pictures? Cool. We could put them on the Instagram. I think I've got a picture of the night. It's on my Instagram, but it's like right right at the very start of my Instagram. <laughs> I have no pictures of the monoprint. I that's what I might do tomorrow as well. Then I think mm. I'm going to do some monoprinting. It's the challenge. We'll do monoprinting this week. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's so fun. <laughs> Honestly, you get so messy with it, but it's worth it. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, um, talking to you about processing stuff, it makes me realise how much I'm so slapdash with my ideas. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do it, I'll do it. No uh, thoughts, no plans, no, just I, do it. I, it's, sometimes that's the best way to do it. I know people are like, oh, it's better to have a plan and then you can figure out the process and stuff. But then I'm sort of like, well, I'm going to make this thing and if this thing goes well, then maybe it can fit in with this thing and this thing. And if I tweak it a little bit, it'll really fit in with this thing. So it's not I mean, really I, when I'm doing woodcuts, because obviously woodcuts are so like labour and time intensive, yes. um, I will do like two loose sketches just to get an idea of like of scale, size, how yeah. big I want things to be. I've already got the image of what I want in my head, but mm-hmm. then I'm just like, oh, I just want to make sure I, I've got like, you know, proportions are all right and that it'll actually fit on the piece of wood before I start. So I'll do that and then I'll make a grid and I'll sketch it out onto the grid. Yeah. On the piece of wood, and then I'll start carving. And then, if there's any letters in it, um, I'll realize I've done it backwards and completely give <laughs> up, and then never go back to doing letters again because that happens every single time. Well, you can just digitally flip it. Mm, I don't, I, I like the idea of physically having an actual print. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. I like the um, texture of the amount of ink that I use, yeah, because um, sometimes it does it, it does that. Um puckers when you like lift it off yes um and i it would be more sensible for me to use less ink obviously cost less money <laughs> but um sometimes yeah. it's much better to have the joy of the yeah puckering. i want to change what ink i'm using because at the moment i use i think it's sd ink um and that's like pretty cheap but mm-hmm. i know speedball ink will give me a flatter yeah image but um so fucking expensive. Mm. I've got speedball ink, but that's only because it came in a pack and I bought it like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I need to. I'm gonna get around to biting the bullet and doing it. Um, eventually, but yeah. not at the moment because I'm about to go into like a month of not getting paid. Oh, that's nice. Because I'm going from weekly pay to monthly pay, so it's grim. It- there's going to be a big difference there. It's going to be a grim month. So please buy my work. Um, check yeah, out please. Art <laughs> <laughs> I, I could. I, I need a bit of cash for the dentist. Thanks. Love you. Oh, God, yeah. Please do not let anything go wrong this month. Oh, uh, legit, yeah. I, I don't have the finances to support this. <laughs> financially compromised in every sense. I am financially compromised in every sense. <laughs> um, fun. What, what? But this is this is the reality of being young and creative. Mm-hmm. Financing things that I can't afford. What, what? <laughs> so, um, on that wonderful note, yes. as we sing, let's sing into the next one. What are your traditional influences? Do you have any? Um, uh... like you know, old masters, big painters. As you said, we're both uh, Van Gogh <laughs> slags. We both love it a lot. Um, Gotta love that Van Gogh, you know what I'm saying? I know, love him so much. Um, have you watched the film that they made? I haven't. I, I haven't know it's, either. It's meant to be really good though, because it is. It's uh, animated with oil paint. paints. Have you That's... seen the, the the pictures of the studio where they made it? No. All it's... of those artists sat on a <sighs> tables just painting oil paints. I have huge respect for animators. I just it's. I have been watching Instagram reels and I've been watching animators 
like the process of animating and Mm -hmm. I do miss it a little bit I don't I got told I couldn't animate and then I was like but I can try and the guy was like no and I was well I'm never animating again then motherfucker who said that the guy that was balding Mm. Uh, yeah yeah. see I had I had um, Eleanor Mulhern who was one of our tutors and she was incredibly supportive even though everything I was making was trash Um, big mood big mood (laughs) but you know she's very nice to me uh, and made me believe that I could do it and do you know what if I'd have really persevered uh, I think I could have gotten better but I didn't want to yeah there's there's a sense of there's a lot of work goes into animating and that's why if you tried it and then looked at animators you go with not got massive respect for you because there's a dedication there that Mm. I will never be able to compete with yeah um it's a very solitary lifestyle animating which I don't think really vibes with me I think I need to be around people yeah because you just spend so much of your time just sat alone animating I mean there might be some animators who are listening to this who'll prove me wrong and say no I work in a studio with loads of other animators and we're very social we all love each other but um that's not how I did it (laughs) (laughs) make me your friend then Mr Animator yes please you're so great Um, yeah, I think I definitely have some traditional influences. Um, on, I'm yeah, quite a big on. fan of surrealism. Nice. Um, but like, you know, the big names, like Salvador Dali and... Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Picasso as well. Big fan. Um, Gotta love a bit of Picasso. <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> there wasn't um, he a bad person? Was he? Yeah, Probably. he was a everybody, everybody in the past was a bad person. Yeah, they were. Everybody was a racist homophobe in the in the past. Racist, sexist, homophobe. That's just yeah. Yeah, part of me is like, were you bad for the time? If they were bad for the time, then I'm like, yeah, no, I don't really like you. But I'm like, gotta kind of gotta take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I do have a (laughs) traditional eye, so like, (laughs) ah, go. <laughs> um, the guy that does the gold ones. Sorry, <laughs> this is so good. The Klimt. guy who does the gold ones. Klimt, Klimt. yes. Gustav Klimt. Yeah, Gustav I Klimt. really love um, it. It's oh, the, the extravagance of the it. Yeah, there's opulence there. The gold and the fact that he couldn't be asked drawing a body, so he was just like, "I'm just going to put a load of gold there." That's me. So, <laughs> be ass. Yes. Yes. No. I. Yeah. I am also quite a fan of Gustav Klimt. Um, it's yeah. It's the one. Although it's it is sad to one. see him sold in IKEA now. It's it's the way we're all gonna go. If I was sold in IKEA, I'd think I'd be really happy. <laughs> to I'm be fair, actually, yeah. Yeah. True. I'd be well impressed. There is one artist that I actually can't stand. Who? I can't stand um, Botticelli. I don't like yeah. Birth of Venus. It's really, really annoying. It fills me with a certain amount of rage that I'll never get over. My favourite <laughs> my favorite saying is it's a bit of a Botticelli, which looks really good for the far away and really bad close up. Oh, yeah. 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 Heck yeah. <laughs> which is also a Monet. It's really yes. messy. <laughs> That's how I paint, though. If I, have, if I ever do, like... Um, something with acrylic if i ever do something <laughs> yeah it's usually a money it's like from far away it looks good and then you get close up and you realize i'm just like 
rubbed it all with my hands. For those listening, um, Taya just threw her arms around wildly like a mad woman and said, rubbed it with my hands. It's the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who I can't stand from the past. I don't really know. Um, I think there's always the the default of um, whenever someone mentions classical artists, they're always sort of like, not Van Gogh, um, Da Vinci. Everyone loves Da Vinci. Well, to be fair, I do quite like Da Vinci. I went to go see him a couple of years ago. (laughs) I mean, they're like for a reason. Yes, it's It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, I went to go see them uh, in Manchester. I don't know if you went. I went. Um, I think you went with me. No, I didn't. I went with Will um, because in the queue, I was queuing up for, no joke, like an hour to get in. And I was in the queue and there was this guy who was like, three like it was a snaking queue before covid we could all be close together yeah. snaking queue and then like two rows in front of me there's this guy stood there and um i thought he was like taking a picture of the room but then he's no joke for about i'd say about two minutes just taking pictures of me he's like picking. stood with his phone directly pointed at me and i was like i've been i was watching him for ages and i was like he's just taking a video of the room he must be because there was a couple artworks behind me, and I was just like, I ended up just staring at him, and I said to Will, I was like, will you stand between me and this guy, please, because he's <laughs> taking a video of me. It's fucking weird. There's a man out there that's sort of clearly obsessed with you, and now he's yeah. got your pictures. Oh my god, yeah, no, I hate things night. like that. I hate things like that. And then you feel terrible, because you're like, oh my god, somebody's obsessed with me, and you don't kind of want to bring it up. But also, <laughs> I'm like, it does make me incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it, it should. There's a man out there that has my picture. I don't know where he is, but um, good for him. Good for him! <laughs> Take a picture, it'll last longer. Yeah. Literally. But yeah, no, I, we went in to go see that, and it was a bit overwhelming because it was so busy, but yeah. it was good. I was glad, and I'm glad that they like regulated the amount of people who could go in mm-hmm. so that I, it wasn't like swarmed. Who did I go with? I'm you sure I think so, and I think I went with Elliot as well because I dragged him along for some reason. Yeah, I remember you saying that you were going to go, and then I thought about it, and I think I dragged Will. Yeah. Like, because we, we went after uni, I think it was, because we thought, oh, it's three o'clock, it, no one will be there. Thankfully, there wasn't. It was quite easy to get into, but it was really, really nice. I've got so many photographs that I've just like. Yeah, I think only the only people who I've got for traditional influence is Salvador Dali and Picasso, just because those are two I could pull off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. quite like Rennie McGree. Um, this is not a pipe. Well, I don't know if that isn't French. <laughs> I can't remember the French for it, but yeah, and I quite the, like that. I like yeah. the the big concept and big ideas. That. Yeah, that I my favorite movement though. That's sort of the classic way was uh, Dadaism. Yeah, that's mine as well. Because it's just so. It's like why? Why not? It's just confusing for confusing's sake, and it's great. Yes, I love it. it's great. Like um, that's one thing as well. I've always I learned from Dadaism was. Um, sellotape prints. Have you ever tried a print? No. Sellotape prints are great because it's like you just print off an image on your computer, you lay a bunch of sellotape over it and then you rub it so it sort of transfers the print, the ink, to the sellotape and then you rinse off the paper on the back and you can get then the the ink on the sellotape and you can shine light through it. It's real fun. 
real fun. It's great for collage as well. So mm. if you have to do anything collage based. Oh my god, yeah, because if you pull it off onto the sellotape, then you could stick the sellotape onto something else. Yeah. I, I usually I like put it on a piece of perspex or something. Because then you can shine the light through it. I can't remember who does it. Did you know what? It sounds like something Eve Eve Illustration on yeah. Instagram would do. Um, whose work? We've talked about it. I think this is the third time now. Um, Eve, we love you. <laughs> Please be on the show. You're far, far more um, qualified to do an art podcast than I think I am. So, please. She's far more qualified to do everything else and everything that we've ever done <laughs> in our lives, to be honest. No, we're great. You've got to believe in yourself to have other people believe in you. I can't find this artist. Never mind. This is an artist that does sellotape collage prints, and he's really, it's a really old guy from like the seventies. But yeah, it's very colourful and it's very nice. I don't know, I'm sure there's it. some there's some people who've just died inside after you said really old guy from the seventies. It's just like, <laughs> what does that mean? I am. <laughs> I do it all the time. Like, just don't tell people your age, guys. No, I'm yeah, we're becoming old now. <laughs> I'm not. You refuse. I just refuse, point blank. <laughs> I refuse to age. Yeah. It's not like it's not stopping the fucking grey hair coming through my head. I'm quite lucky I don't have any grey hair yet, but I do have lines on my forehead um, from all the frowning that I do. This shit's genetic. Genetic. See, at least that's genetic. Mine is from just being angry. But it's looking like it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna grow into... Um, like the Bride of Frankenstein. <gasps> like um, Rogue from X-Men. Yes. <laughs> Yours is far more. Again, Bride of Frankenstein or Rogue from X-Men. She's the most annoying character, actually. I can't stand her. I hated her so much. Yeah, she, and so I'm sorry. Annoying. She's just so annoying. She's such a little wet wipe of yeah. a girl. Why are you crying um, so much? You why are you crying, girl? Use that girl, why are you crying? Power. I mean, it's like when vampires get so sad about being vampires. It's like, come on. Get over it. To it's be fair, I wouldn't, cool. I wouldn't want to be immortal. I would. We've already discussed that I am um, clock. I'm clocking out after thirty-five years. No, thank you. <laughs> She's done. I'm living fast, fast and young. I'm, I'm staying alive until they physically have to chop my head off and bury me in two separate parts of the world. <laughs> Shut me up into little pieces and burn me, please. It's the only way you get yeah, married. That's the only way I'm ever going to be stopped. So, you know. Mark um, your dates, people. Oh, I finished Snowpiercer. <gasps> Sean Bean's a bastard, isn't he? I love it. So good. So, you see Sean Bean's arse. I'm, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I mean, I said it to my brother the other day and he was like, yeah, I'd, I'd let Sean Bean do things to me. And I was like, Elliot. <laughs> what are we saying here? It's, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it was good. Although Melanie, Melanie is dead, which I'm disappointed. No, she's of. not. She's not. Oh, she's not. She's not dead. Come on, you really think Melanie's dead? Maybe. Do you know who I love though? Um, the excellent, I think, is an excellent example of writing a really good character that you have a real arc to. Is Ruth. I love Ruth so oh, much. She frees somebody's arm off. You hate oh her. Also, Will was fascinated by the fact that she's really Yorkshire. Yes, yes. So why is she so Yorkshire? Why is she so Yorkshire? Um, Especially when I'm pretty sure she's like not Yorkshire in real life. But 
I know they've written her in being Yorkshire. They, she they, nails it. I mean, they just left Sean Bean being from Sheffield. Yeah. But they wrote Ruth as Yorkshire, and I love it. I oh, love it so much. So much. Like, um, she's But gorgeous. yeah, no, you, you absolutely brilliant. hate her, and then you love her, and then there's yeah. that bit where the little girl scared, scared of her because she killed him all. And mm-hmm. I'm like, these are the kind of female characters I want to see. There's the development, baby, the development. Because yes. she's all like, she has the distaste of the tale, and she's there for Wilfred, and then she's like... Hang on a second, Wilfred's not what we think he is. He's dodgy as hell. And then, oh, baby, all <gasps> yes. of us so much. Although I think she's going to die now because she's been left on the train. She's had a really good story arc. She's definitely going to die. No, they can't kill her. They can't. They can't. It's not fair. It's not they fair. They can't. I, the only thing, I love a well-written character and I love a well-written character that dies so that I yes. can just love them in their memory and I don't get bored of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's, do you know, like, people say things about, like, um, how Game of Thrones ended. And I always think, like, my perfect ending for Game of Thrones would have been that everybody died. Oh my god, yeah. The Night King would have reigned, because that would have been perfect, because then nobody's character goes bad or mad for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then there's um, no I think I think Jon Snow definitely should have died. I think they um, all should have died. <laughs> Kill them all. Kill them all. Like, <laughs> I, I have thoughts about this. My, my I could imagine it in my head, like... They'd all have to escape the Battle of Winterfell to King's Landing. And then they're still squabbling over themselves in King's Landing. But then the fucking, this horde just sweeps through and it's immediately quiet. And then Jon Snow is the last to die at the foot of the Iron Throne. He gets a sword right through him. And then it immediately goes quiet, like nothing. Like no birds, no no talking, no And then you see King's Land covered in ice and the Night King sat on the throne. Yeah. And then it goes dark. And then you hear the waves of outside King's Landing and it just starts like, you know, and ice crackles because it's hitting like, it's mm. freezing. And then that happens because then it's hinting that, you know, Westeros has been got, but the whole world's there, baby. Everybody's dying, baby. Well, what? Yeah. So I should <laughs> so have again, been the <laughs> <laughs> You should have been the writer. Yes. Um, so again, uh, we've gotten heinously off topic like we did last week. Um I think that we have covered our influences for this episode. As we said, this is procrastinating, so yeah. you know, when we're not we're just having a nice chill. Uh next week I don't know what we're gonna talk about. I think can, we'll decide that. Can we carry on influences but do because um, we do end up always talking about media anyway, but like mm. um media based influences like T V, film, music. Oh yeah. Cause, um, I feel like you'll do better at this than me, though, because I'm far less educated. I'm just like... <laughs> I just want to hear you talk okay. about your favourite shows, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, tea, we'll do um, <laughs> film, film and media influences. Yes. Um, which is just our massive indulgent excuse to continue on this conversation. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Watch <laughs> me next week have nothing to say now. I'm going to talk so much next week, I swear to God. Yes. I've got everything. Three-hour episode. 100 yeah. years. I hope you like my voice. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. So, yes, everybody out there, please stay safe and take care of yourself. Um, I'm about to not get paid for a month, so please buy something from Art Hall. Yeah. Um, Consider the lowly. Keep my cat mm-hmm. in the life that she has become accustomed to. It's very hard now in this economy <laughs> to have a child that's a cat. To have a child that needs just so much. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Um, on that note, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pretentious Bastards podcast. I have been Rose and Edwards, and that has been Taya Rose Dussy. If you're looking to support us or our work, go check out arthall.co.uk. If you can't afford to buy anything, it is by no means necessary. You could just follow us at Pretentious Bastards Pod on Instagram. Taya is at Taya Rose Duss on Instagram, and I am at Rosalind Edwards Art on Instagram. Thank you for listening, and have a good week. Bye.